It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards. I'm Anthony Cittadino alongside SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer, Ben Mehich. We hope you guys are having a fun and safe holiday season and had a great Christmas. We have a ton to get into tonight, reactions, concerns, and major takeaways from the Wizards' first three games of the season, and much more. But first, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. We'll explain everything you need to know about Built Bar later in the show, so let's get right into it. Ben, happy holidays, my friend. How are you? Well, Anthony, I I feel like I woke up and someone just stuffed my stocking with coal. That's how I feel, Anthony. I hear you. I hear you. We got three straight losses, three straight, Anthony. We're not even talking about the loss on Sunday, right? That was the worst of the bunch, right? But three straight, and the one on Saturday was particularly damning. And for the team to come out and say, this is a must win, it's a must win. They got a 17-point lead. It looked like they were going to redeem themselves. And what happened, Anthony? We read the same story. We watched the same movie over and over again i don't know about you anthony i'm not not the sort of person who enjoys reading the same book over and over same movie they blew another 17 point lead and lost to a mediocre team after pretending they were going to be competitive this season anthony so i'm going to toss it back to you because my 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 frustration (laughs) is right yes um right the wizard started the season 0-2, 0-2, falling to the Sixers and the Magic. Tonight, Washington fell to 0-3, losing to the Magic again, 120-113. Um, to they, they, had a, they had a great third quarter. They, they were, as you said, they were up 17. They, they, went, on a, uh, they went on a 26-9 run in the third quarter, mainly led by Bradley Beal and Howell Neto. And yeah, the fourth quarter just fell apart. It, it, it really did. And um, both on the offensive and uh, the defensive end, Bradley Beal, after the game, his main comments, only comments really when asked about what went wrong in the fourth quarter were was just, we got comfortable. So Ben, lost game one to, the, to Philly, 113 to 107. Game two lost 120 to one, or yeah, 130 to 120. And then tonight, Lost 120 to 113. Orlando has scored 250 points on Washington in the past two days. What? Where do they go from here? They got Chicago coming up for, for two straight games. If they go 0 and 5, what does that mean for this team? This is pathetic. The fact that you just said they scored, what did you say? 150 points to the Orlando Magic, Anthony? 
And you came out and said that you were going to play with energy, enthusiasm. You're going to increase your defensive intensity. And you gave up 250 points. You can't do that in a video game. And they made Markel Fultz look like the second coming of Isaiah Thomas. The Pistons won. The guy was getting whatever he wanted. And that's no knock on Markel Fultz. I'm just as big of a fan as anyone. Right, right. 250 points. And the second game to Orlando, Russell Westbrook, triple-double, right? Brad Beal. 30 plus points and 39. you lost 39. Convincing, 39 points and you lost convincingly. What the hell does this say about the team? This is, this is super, super concerning tonight. Obviously Russell was out. Um, Scott, Scott Brooks, he's going to stick to his guns. He's not going to play Russell for back-to-back games. It seems this season with Westbrook's absence tonight, it really looked like, you know, Neto dug into that, that backup role, but, as you said, Markel Fultz, he really he he did anything that he wanted to tonight. Um, especially late in the game, he finished with twenty six, and he mainly was targeting Howell in the you know in, in the paint and pretty much doing whatever he wanted to. He was you know just laying the ball up one you know one possession after another. Um, ben, um, I just I know that we've been talking a lot about Scott Brooks's decisions. We've been talking a lot about what he has um, said to us in you know post practice interviews, post game interviews um, about rotation stuff, about guys getting minutes, about you know Davis still at that 19 minute mark. What are your biggest concerns with with him? You know with Scott Brooks and this team right now. So we have five, a five year. This is the fifth year Scott Brooks has coached this team. Five years. Yeah. He's still, and look, I'm no NBA coach, but there's some things that Scott Brooks does that make me scratch my head severely. Second game against Orlando. Howell Neto is a perfect game. Four for four, 11 points in nine minutes. Doesn't play the second half. Yet he plays Jerome Robinson, who did absolutely nothing in 20 minutes. Third game, he starts Howell Neto, who basically kept him in the game. Get, helped him gain that that 17 point lead and they blew it with him on the bench again and i'm not saying how neto would have like sealed the deal for that game if, if they played the entirety of the second half but there has to be consistency at some point anthony you don't play a player for nine minutes one game then start him the next even though he's playing well it just doesn't make sense in the team's identity right i i'm a firm believer that the team's identity is formed of course by the roster but there's also a lot to do with the coaching. What is this team's identity? It was supposed to be energy, right? Who cares if, if you're energetic on the bench, if you're losing to the Orlando Magic and dropping 17-point leads? Scott Brooks, before the season started, was projected to be the first coach to get fired. We're three games in, and he's done absolutely nothing to earn a contract extension, as I predicted before the season. And I'm not going to push the panic button yet, but I'm getting damn close. My finger is on it, man. But I mean, what has to happen for me to take that finger off? I'm not convinced this team has it in them for me to not push that panic button. We're three games in and I get it. But there's a four-year sample size. Most of you people listening to this uh, podcast listen to it because you're diehard fans. And you know what what I'm saying. We've seen this movie over and over again. And I frankly am sick of it. And and the the fact that they're selling the fan base this idea that they're going to be competitive and then you lose like this, it's Mm -hmm. absolutely pathetic. I, I love that you brought up the, the contract extension stuff. I love that you brought up um, his odds to be fired um, this season. Scott, so far, in his, 
just like you said, in his fifth season. So let's go over it. 2016-2017 season, his first year, they go 49-33. and 33. Second season, 2017-2018, 43-39, still a playoff team. 2018-2019, obviously with the loss of John, not, not the best year, 32-50. and 50. Last year, we understand the struggles, 25-47. and 47. Now starting out this year, 0-3. Um, I, I don't know if I'm really ready to hit the panic button yet. I, I, I don't know if I'm ready to really say like, uh, like is like, was tonight a must win? I don't really truly believe tonight was a must win. It's the third game of the regular season, right? Russell wasn't even playing. It was the first back-to-back of the season, but as we get into contract extensions, I mean, I'm sorry if you want to shoot me. I, I do think that, I think that Scott's getting an extension. I do. I do. Anthony, do you want – are you putting the entire city of Washington, D.C., the entire district of Columbia on notice? What are you doing? People are listening to this likely in the morning, and you've ruined their day. (laughs) Listen, I I truly think that he's – he's going to get an extension. I I, I do. He has – For what? You know – so far in this fifth season, yeah. Also, are you his agent? Talk, I, I'm not his agent. I, 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 I'm not his agent, but hey, I'm playing the other side of it. So far in his stint in, in Washington, it's not been that bad because of It's been he, abysmal. Ben, Ben, for what he's had to work with, let's look. 2018, the 18, 19, 19, 20 seasons. What he's had to work with, those two losing seasons that he had, he's had – so, so let's not freak out o- over over the first three losses. I'm saying when he's had full teams, two you know two stud all stars, uh, you know, uh, on his roster, his first two seasons, he had two good playoff pushes. Um, in my mind, at least, you know, the those are some. This those is are some the great- same guy who flew Ty Lawson in from China. And two days later was playing him over Tomas Sadoransky in the playoffs. He, when it comes to rotations, Scott Brooks has shown time and time again that he has his own worst enemy. I mean, look, he played Howell Neto nine minutes in the second game. And what was his excuse for it? He couldn't come around in the rotation. Hey, Scotty, you set the rotation. This, you know, one you know, Scott Brooks, myself included, um, you know, you know, a, a diehard North Carolina fan at heart. No one knew how big of a boozer Ty Lawson was. He okay. knew. Okay, I hey, knew. Hey, hey, hey. We, we did know after he st- he started missing his flights to games, right? Like, you know, and, <laughs> absolutely, right? I I get all of that. That that might may not have been the best move, but. Scott Brooks has shown that he's a capable coach in the NBA. Right now, I think you, my friend, are getting a little nervous after three games. Huh? And I, this is the deal, and, and we're going to get into this a little bit more later on, but this is a condensed season. Scott Brooks is still trying to figure out his rotations. The, you need consistency. You can't play a guy nine minutes for no, no, no particular reason and right. then start the next game. You're so you're so right, and, and I want to ask you about about that game two, as you brought up, you know, Howell Neto he goes perfect from the floor, perfect from behind the arc, and and you know he drops eleven points in nine minutes. See, does not see a second after he is taken out after those 
after those nine minutes. Doesn't see a second in the second half. Compared to tonight, he's, you know, he had a great game. He was given he was given the minutes. He was given the opportunity. I mean, he played 32 minutes tonight. He he was able to take 17 shots. He 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 dropped 22, four, you know, four rebounds, five assists, um, three steals. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, he's he he. In my mind, I I have him as the primary backup. I mean, he he seems to have proven it. He plays with like high high intensity. But in game two, you know, when asked about. Howell's minutes and Scott, as you just said, brought up the, the rotation was not brought around. This to me does not make any sense. What does that mean to you? Like what? I mean, Anthony, you, you're the coach, you're the coach. You choose the rotation. You there, there's no ticking, you know, time bomb on this rotation is about to be done. This rotation. There's, there's some things that Scott Brooks does that even he can't explain. I mean, you asked him and he said, uh, I don't know if I'm a baseball coach or a basketball. Hey, Scott Brooks. I mean, of course, I'm kidding. You set the rotation. You set the rotation. This team needs consistency. These players are all young. They need to know their roles. You're playing Troy Brown. You're giving them minutes the next game. You're benching them. You're saying he played poorly. You're playing Jerome Robinson. Played 20 minutes. Didn't score a point. What the hell is going on? At some point, you need to figure it out. The season is shortened. There's no preseason. Russ played told me no restrictions then he's on the restriction not playing back to back right you got you got to figure it out cuz time's a ticking it's a shortened season of course we're just 3 games in but time's a ticking and guess what the magic who are supposed to be on the fringe of the playoffs hey they beat twice and they're in your division now so now what right and you know Troy Brown right we we saw the first two games he was really settling into this role that seemed forced that seemed <laughs> like type this kind of like catch and shoot role that, that we have not really seen him, you know, do before. I mean, he, I, I like to think of Troy Brown as being more of a, a facilitating playmaking kind of guy. Um, that's a, that's a younger guy, obviously, like we're not talking about a superstar talent, but someone who's growing and, and playing well, I think when given the minutes, what do you think about him tonight? Um, you know, coming off the bench, 24 minutes, 12 points, five rebounds, 50% from outside five for seven from the floor overall, um, he was, it seemed like that Scott was using him differently tonight. He was more frugal with him. What do you think? Yeah, he needs to play. It's that simple. I mean, they're putting him in a position where he's a catch and shooter, catch and shoot shooter from the corner. Like this guy isn't Martel Webster. He's not one of these three and D players. He needs the ball. And maybe, Hey, guess what? If you're in a position where Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal and even guys like Neto and Nish Smith are going to be ball dominant, then you have to figure out his role or get him out. You're wasting his time as you've done countless times with these young players where you're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole and telling them, hey, Troy Brown, you're going to be a 3 and D player even though your best attributes are being a ball handler. And we've talked about this ad nauseum before the season two. I asked Scott Brooks, what is, what's Troy Brown's role this year? And he flat out told me, Troy is not a point guard. Well, hey, I'm no NBA coach, but it's pretty clear his attributes lend lend themselves to him being a point guard. But I don't know, Anthony. Right. right. Uh, that's all I got. I don't know if you want to go into I mean, the first outbreak. I could have rant I just, about. I mean, I I do, I do. Let's just. I mean, the fourth quarter, I want to pick apart a little bit. This is this is tough to say. Forty three to nineteen. Yeah. Where's your identity? You talk about well, energy. Where? So so, as they they came out of the the third quarter blazing hot. I mean, they, they held Orlando to 15 points in the third quarter. They won on a 26 to nine run. 
in the third quarter. I just, I mean, whatever Gene needs to be to be had to close these games out is um, is a mystery to me. Uh, Brad seems like they they all seem like they're playing hard, but they keep you know Brad brings up this this comfortability that that is um, detrimental to them. Like you know later on in, in the games, what I mean. Do you think this is just just defensive struggles, or do you think this is overall like you know this is you know personnel? This is more than than that. It's a bad team playing badly. It's not. I mean, it's it's that simple. This idea that like oh we have to play with more energy, we have to be uh, it, we got comfortable. Hey, there's measurements for that. Look at the box score. You gave up damn near 50 points in the fourth quarter after blowing them out in the third. That means you don't have the makings of a team that can close. And Brad Beal, with all due respect, you did not close the game. And Russell didn't close the second game either. Russell shot poorly in that second game too. I I enjoyed the triple-double. It is what it is. But guess what? It did not move the needle and they lost that game. And we can get into this in the second segment. I don't know if you want to go into the ad, but what does this mean? If your best player is averaging a triple-double or one of your best players averaging a triple-double, Brad Beal is averaging over 30 a game and you're still losing? I don't know, Anthony. No, yeah, you're right. We're going to get into a lot more of the first three games of the season, more post-game interviews and team news. But first, let's talk football. Guys, are we ready for some football? College football heads into the bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus we have our college football playoff set with Alabama taking on taking on Notre Dame and Clemson matching up with Ohio State will we see another Bama Clemson national championship make sure to tune in and don't sit on the sidelines anymore Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your sports at your online sports experts. The holidays are about giving. So I'm giving you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling and ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets, Bets podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, DC. You're still Locked On Wizards here with Ben Mahich and myself, Anthony Cittadino. Ben Let's discuss some of the big holes we noticed so far with Washington overall. Um, in depth, what what types of players are they lacking? Um, has this been more of a coaching issue? Is this more of a front office issue? I know you and I have talked a lot about the um, Washington's front court and their wing depth. Um, where are the biggest holes, you think? I mean, the, the holes are the same holes that were here last year. I mean, we talked during the game with Russell Westbrook out and Brad Beal playing on, on Sunday against the Magic. It was basically the same team they had last year I mean, uh, with Neto and Robin Lopez. They just, I don't know if it was the John Wall stuff that just maybe threw off their free agency or what, or they, if they were just ill-prepared or really they just put way too much stock into the Robin Lopez. But, I mean, look, when Thomas Bryant was in foul trouble and even with him on the court, they weren't good defensively. I mean, they gave up 250 points, like you said, to the Orlando Magic. Uh, wing-wise, 
is again relying on young players to to be players that they're not. There's besides Isak Bonga, who you know ideally you wouldn't rely on to be as much as they have. They don't really have capable defenders on this team, so I don't know, Anthony. Is this going to be a common theme throughout the season, or is this or is this an aberration? Am I overreacting? Should I should I take a melatonin and go to bed? That's the thing, right? <laughs> I mean, melatonin. Don't, no, don't, don't, don't get off your rocker. But, <laughs> but are we freaking out too early? Fred Katz seems to think we're not. You know, like you know, don't press the brakes. Press the brakes. He says, you know, I'm, I'm more on that side too. I don't really think the first three games truly, truly matter in a 72 game season. We have a lot of season left. Um, Russ and Bradley are. They're trying to figure out exactly how to play together. I mean, I I know people always say that it's it's much easier to play together, and and you know, I mean, in an AAU setting like like basketball is, but it's I mean, it's not. I mean, if you listen to a lot of superstars talk about how how long it takes to mesh and you know, like how how it, hard it is to build chemistry throughout a full season, throughout eighty two games. Now we're ten less games, so. Um, through two games, not three, because tonight obviously Russell was he was out, but through two games, we saw we saw Brad drop 31, 39 back to back games. We saw Russell drop his his classic, you know, two drip triple doubles in a row. I guess, you know, for someone who has been covering the Wizards as long as you have been, um, seeing so you've seen superstars like Gilbert Arenas, John, you know, to to John Wall and, and obviously Brad. Now, how, how does this duo mesh right now? How, how, after seeing for two, seeing them for two two games, how how does they how do they mesh? I mean, Anthony, I think you'd agree with me. They look good. I mean, look, Brad's going to fit in with anybody. He's he's that type of talent. He's shown that night in and night out. He's one of the best offensive players in the NBA. And Russell's still that sort of player. I don't think he's as good as he was two, three, four years ago. Of course, he's 32 now. But he's still one of the best point guards in the NBA. He's averaging a triple-double after two games. And the first player in Wizards history to to drop a triple-double in his debut. That's all fine and dandy, Anthony. But guess what? You lost. And, and, And in the second game in particular... Didn't look that competitive. So, for you, Anthony, I'll ask you this: What the? What does this mean? I mean, maybe again, maybe I am just overreacting. I need to relax. Maybe once Davis Bertans finds his rhythm and Rui gets back, maybe this team will start winning games. But when your two best players are putting up those sorts of numbers, I mean, what does this mean for the team? Does it mean anything? Yeah. So, in game two, like we saw, I think a big issue was was Howell Neto's minutes, I, I really think. I think that, that we can't just keep putting all this pressure on the two superstars, but everyone they have around them, guys like, you know, Troy Brown, guys like, you know, Davis and Rui, when they're, when they're able to come back and play those full 30, 30-plus 30 minutes, um, you know, if, if, How, if Howell played 20 minutes against Orlando the first game, we – we don't know what that what that outcome would have been. We, we we can't sit here and try and think that, you know, hey, it might have been a win, but we, we just don't know. Obviously, you'd like to think that he would have continued, you know, doing all right if he was shooting perfect from the floor. Um, but, yeah, again, right, can, can we blame these guys for they, – they, they've played two games together, right? They're about to go at um, a, a pretty inferior team in Chicago, two games in a row. And Bradley – like you said, Bradley can 
He can match up with anyone. He can play with anyone. And Russ, um, he's just got to find his stride with this team. I mean, you know, he's going to have issues shooting the ball. Like we, we understand that, but he does so much for, for any team that he's on. He's the best rebounding point guard in the league. He, he, he does, he passes wanting, wanting his teammates to score. He's, he's so, so fierce on both ends. I mean, if, if this, if this is, if this is catastrophic to the season, then then I'm then I'm going to be wrong at the end of the season. I'm saying I I'm a believer that I don't think that we should worry at all. First, three so games, what's the fix? What's the fix though? Well, what's the fix? Right, right now, I think Scott is still trying to figure out his his rotations. I think Scott's still trying to figure out who is who his main backups are. As we saw tonight, we you know Ish you know Ish Smith got a good amount of playing time too, but we don't really know who that main backup is uh, at, at you know at the point guard position. Um, me myself, I'd pick Howell Neto with all due respect to Ish. Ish has had a great career um, and, and has played a great, great role as a role player for every team that he's played for. But Howell has proved throughout training camp. I mean, everything that we saw through cha- training camp, preseason, and the first three games, I mean, this guy plays with a, ri- a ridiculous energy. And, and that, again, too, goes along with guys like Troy Brown and Rui. We don't even know exactly – how Scott's going to play Rui. We like to think that Rui's going to start. We like to think that he's going to get over 30 minutes a game. Um, but we just don't know right now. I mean, we he's going to miss 10 to 12, 10 to 13 games, however many games he's going to miss. But missing him right now is huge. Um, in my mind, I think Rui can get can, can short can he he can get to close to 20 and and you know eight or nine rebounds a game quickly. I I, I really, really think that I think that he but you know, I, I know you have concerns in the defensive end, just like the rest of the team. And that's really where we are going to have our concerns um, spearhead this, this entire season. They, they struggle defensively. Um, that's, I mean, flat out, they, they just do. I mean, the front court is lacking. It, if your backup center is Robin Lopez, I'm sorry. It's, it's just going to be tough for you. And Thomas Bryan isn't that, isn't that great of a defender to um, to compensate for that? I don't I don't know how I don't know if they're going to try and make a move for a for for a a, a bigger guy or a forward later in the season. I don't know if they're going to make a move for for a better wing later on this in the season. But those two things to me, if they don't, they're going to play a huge huge role in in their lack of success and. Um, you know, really on the defensive end. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Anthony, look, if you if you think this is a matter of rotations and health, I mean, look, you're the we're, we're going to be yin and yang for most of the season. I think I'm a hardened Wizards, you know, uh, whatever you want to call me. I mean, I've covered this team for a very long time and <laughs> people who've been optimistic have largely been wrong, right? Right. And I hope you're not. I really, really hope you're not because if if – if I'm right and you're wrong, Anthony, and we won't get into this now because we don't want to open this can of worms. If I'm right and you're wrong, Anthony, this podcast is going to get real dark soon. And by real dark, I mean, I mean, we're going to have the Miami Heat podcast guy on talking about how good it is to have Bradley Beal over there and how, how awesome it is to have uh, Precious Achua over here, right? Oh, and that's going to be stop, tough. Stop. Right? I don't. So, <laughs> 
Anthony, I, I'm I'm feeling horrible right now, right? This is a already off. The, we're off to a, such a so wizard start. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna eat a built bar, Anthony. I'm a health conscious guy. Even though I feel horrible, I'm still gonna eat a built bar because I do care about what I put in my body. Whether you're looking to lose or maintain weight, and Anthony, honestly, I could lose a few during this pandemic. I'm gonna give myself a chance to indulge with a delicious treat. My favorite flavors, cookies and cream. And the crazy part about the built bar is it's healthy, Anthony. It's low calorie, it's low sugar, and it's high protein, high fiber. Anthony, you probably remember when I was keto for a year and a half. I used to used to hate my diet. I would, I would just eat meat and eggs and kale smoothies. And Built Bar wasn't around at the time. And I wish it was because Built Bar is perfect for the keto diet. And now they've reset the promo code for the launch. And if you order while surprise last, you might end up with a free cooler. So go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at Built Bar. And Anthony... Um, Soon we might have Gilbert Arenas on. That's a break news here. He agreed to it. Could have the great Gilbert Arenas on. Hopefully he sticks to it. Um, maybe maybe he'll jump off the wizard ship and and we might cancel the plans after the way they started. But yeah, we'll have Gilbert Arenas on and, and other great uh, wizards and, and coaches to break down the analysis and maybe maybe mellow out some of my my gloominess going forward. But let's get more into it, Anthony. We got Chicago back-to-back games coming up against Chicago, and then the schedule gets a little rough with Brooklyn and then Boston. I think I know your answer for this. It's early in the season. Drew Gooden said, called called uh, Sunday's game a must-win, and of course they lost. Are these must-win games coming up, Anthony, these games against Chicago? No. I mean, I, 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 don't, I really don't think they're must-wins. <laughs> the only time I think about must-wins is if it's in a seven-game series. I'm sorry. I, I, I hate to be so glim about the regular season. But it's, you know, I, I get later, later in the season going, going down the road, and if, you know, those games are really, really important in, in seeding, seeding matchups i i get those being must wins but still like your season's not at an end you know there still is light at the end of the tunnel they have tomorrow they have they're going to get back to work they're they're going to go up against chicago um twice not back to backs and if they take if they take two losses against chicago then yeah we have something to worry about i do think so we have something to worry about but are they must wins I don't think they're must wins and I don't think tonight was a must win at all. Um, I, I just think that if they go Oh, and five with Russell and Brad as their, as their duo, then yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We, we, we have a lot to be concerned about, especially. So what happens? East, let's let's say, let's say uh, Friday night, next Friday night, we're putting out an episode and the wizards are Oh, and five. They just lost to Chicago twice, Tuesday and Thursday. What are we looking at? Where do we where do we go from here? First thing we're looking at is uh, the hot seat, right? Who's in the hot seat at, after they go on five? Got to be the yes, head coach. Right? Scotty's uh, right. Scotty's seat. He's sitting under a Bunsen burner right now. Remember those things in, in uh, chemistry? Those things that would light up. He's sitting. I think he's sitting on one right now. To be honest with you, because look, they invested a lot in this team with Russell Westbrook. They traded. One of the most beloved players in franchise history in John Wall. And they did so with the expectation that they'd make the playoffs and be competitive. More so than just make the playoffs. This team expected to be really competitive. And they've they've laid an egg 
to start the season, right? Seems it. Uh, so uh, you, I won't call them must-wins either. I think that's pretty dramatic. But I think this team's going to have to look itself in the eye if they were to lose even next game. If they were to go one and one and four over their next five, even they don't win their next two games. They're looking at Minnesota, it's a fine, pretty mediocre team. Brooklyn, Philly again, Boston. Right. Those are tough games, and then you got Miami. I mean, that is going to be a gauntlet. And these games that they lost over these past three games that they lost, they're going to look way worse, right? Because those losses quickly pile up we know this we've covered the nba we've watched the wizards for way too long you let these losses go and say ah it's early in season and before you know it you got 20 wins and 60 losses right because the season is long but guess what man it flies oof 20 20 wins okay so so sitting here right now three games into the season if this team does not make the playoffs for some reason they they don't make the postseason in the east what does that? What does this mean for for Brad? For Russ? Is is Scott already gone? Has it? Is he still there? At the end of the yeah. season, what 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 do you what do you see? They're all gone. They're gone before the season even ends. Look, if we're entering the All Star break and the Wizards are bad, and the, saying, we're talking about we're talking about we're trying trade. to interview Tyler Hero. Is, is what's happening. If at All-Star break, the Wizards are as bad as they've looked, Tyler Hero is a Wizard probably, and Bradley Beal's in Miami, and the entire outlook of the franchise has completely changed. And that's not that far-fetched. Look, I'm probably over overreacting. After three games, you're probably right, and I appreciate you, how reasonable you've been, right? How rational you've been. <laughs> but the, my th- thing is with Anthony, and why should I trust this team to be better? Because for four years, all they've done is disappoint. And you've and you, you mentioned the, uh, oh, they went to the semifinals, that amazing John Wall shot, game six. You know what happened game seven, Anthony? I watched Kelly Olenek turn into Larry Bird. Okay? okay, okay I've seen okay. this with your team over. <laughs> Olenek, oh, God, Larry. No, no, no. Yes. did Was Boston probably a better team? I mean, they went seven games. It could have went really either way. But you can't say that season is a failed season. I'm sorry. I think it's a failed season. I'm saying, why is this team different than the ones that we've had for the past four years with Scott Brooks? Why is this team going to bounce back when the other four years, they kind of just kept laying eggs? Well, I mean, but but four years ago, they were in the playoffs. Is that laying an egg? I I mean, Anthony, at some point, they won 50 games. Listen, since nineteen seventy nine. Okay, but they they in in Scott's first year they won forty nine. I get it. One game off, you know. It's I, I get. Yeah. It. But you're you're talking to a, to a guy who who used to cover the the Knicks. Okay, this if you make the playoffs, it isn't that. I mean, if you're not a are true true contender, if you make the you playoffs, it, it, how is that laying an egg though? Like that. That are is, you telling the people in the nation's capital to be happy with mediocrity? No, no, no. What no, are no. we doing no, 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 here? No. Mediocrity is 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 missing the playoffs. Okay, if you're an eight seed and above, are you calling? Are you are you gonna call the Portland Portland Trailblazers last year? Uh, me, all right, all right, that, all right. Okay, so what? The Orlando Magic are contenders, Anthony. I'm not saying they're <laughs> not saying they're contenders at all. I'm should just we, saying should we if you're a, not a contender, if you're not a contender, and you but you make the playoffs at a, at a low seed, is that a 
are you laying an egg for – is that an L of a season? I, I, me, I'm not saying that's an L because you, you're you in the postseason. That, that's what you play for. Yeah. You employ Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, and you want me to build Scott Brooks a statue outside the Capital One Arena because he made eighth seed in the bubble qualifications? <laughs> hey, Scotty B, you ain't getting the statue. <laughs> no statue. No. <laughs> no, I'm – He's made the playoff twice, right? I mean, in and this is his this is the kind of the tiebreak here, right? Like, you know, 18-19, 19-20, those, you know, the past two seasons before this, they they didn't do too well. And this is like really the tiebreak here. They if they make the playoffs this year, which a lot of people have them making the playoffs. You and I are one of them. I don't know if you still are uh, on that train, <laughs> but but if they make the postseason this year, that'll be I mean, that'll be his third season in the postseason. Is he up for an extension? If they make the playoffs, the Wizards will build it because this is the Washington Wizards we're talking about. I mean, the playoffs, he's getting a contract extension. This isn't the Toronto Raptors who fired Dwayne Casey after winning the most games in franchise history. We're talking about the Washington Wizards, right? And maybe I'm being overdramatic. How much has changed? How much has changed? Have the expectations changed? You're telling 27-year-old Bradley Beal in his prime that, hey, be happy with the playoffs while your peers like Jimmy Butler are contending for championships. Hey, good luck telling Bradley Beal that. Good luck telling Bradley Beal that this season. Hey, Brad, be okay with Isak Bonga as your best perimeter defender and Thomas Bryant, who's dunking on his own basket. Be happy, Brad. I. <laughs> but the trade for someone like Russ, and I know that John has has changed a lot of things in in DC for a lot everyone who's followed the team but making that move i mean isn't that isn't that a, a big move from the front office in like a message to to their star in Brad saying that hey you know we we're making moves for you we want you here you know but i i know that you you also found holes in in free agency as i did too with a lot else not just in just russ but I, I mean, do you think that plays a role in anything? Them bringing him there, like he, like that's that's if they don't make the postseason, there's no running it back. There's no, there's no why. There's no next try. Why? Why running what back? Another losing year? I mean, I appreciate the Westbrook trade, and I, and I think you're right. I, I think I still think this. Obviously, this team could still make the playoffs. There's 69 games left to play, but. Um, yeah, it's absolutely moot if they miss the playoffs. I don't think Brad, if it's if they're on pace to miss the playoffs, I don't think he's here by the end of the year. I I, I really don't. I mean, look, man, th- th- there's a lot to say from this, these past three games. I think these are some defining moments, potentially defining moments, with with the, Scott Brooks's erratic sort of coaching style with Brad doing absolutely everything he can to lift his team to victory and it's still not being enough even with Russ averaging a triple double look man I, I, I'm a little nervous uh, these the, the two best players have played well look even Thomas Bryan has shown some flashes of being really productive center and still hasn't been enough you have the 17 point lead you're coming into these games in, against Chicago with no momentum we talked about Chicago being bad and yes they're bad but I mean have the Wizards shown to be any better like, I'm not convinced. Like, sure, they might be, but why? I should just have have blind faith that this team is good after five years of kind of being disappointing. That's where I always end up disagreeing with you. I can't say the past five years for the Wizards has been all bad, man. I can't. They, I'm not saying it's all bad. 
I'm not saying it's all bad. I'm just saying, like, we tout these seasons, and this is why I want my point of contention with you, and I think we probably disagree with you. You mentioned the Knicks. At what point are, is our playoffs and just, ah, eh, they made the semifinals good enough? It, it, it has to be. It has to stop being a good enough at some point. Because you've been there and you've done that. You've been there and you've done And you traded your franchise player with the expectation that you'd be hyper-competitive, and so far, you're not. Show me something. Absolutely, but they're they're bringing in Russ after not the best season with with Houston. Obviously, they had their issues, and <laughs> and he's coming in he's coming in here with really with really Beal and a lot of young guys. And I mean, with the exception of Robin Lopez, um, <laughs> this this seems. I mean, compare if we compare it to his situation in Houston, because Houston in my mind last year was pretty inferior with their size and their length really. Um, last year he had, he had Harden, he had PJ Tucker, he had, uh, you know, Eric Gordon, he had um, Robert Covington, no, no, no more Capella. I guess comparing, comparing that to his, his surrounding cast in, in Washington with obviously like Beal as at the helm, but obviously Beal is, is the stud here. Beal is, you know, the top superstar. He is going to score the, you know, the most, most games and and Russ, he's going to continue his role as that dominant, you know, triple double point guard that he is, I guess, Ben, what, what, what is this? Do you see any differences in Washington? Um, com- compared to Houston, really as as being a worse destination for Russ, because that's what it's that's what it's no, I, like. it, it's a, I think it's a much better destination for him, you know, and I think he can finally play this brand of basketball that he's that he's always played, and and he'll put up triple doubles, and he'll probably average another triple double. But and chemistry wise, I think this team's much better than that Rockets team. But I mean, he just named a handful of role players that the Wizards would die for. I mean, you put Robert Covington on this Wizards team, and and we're talking a different story right now. They probably win the games they've lost. You put PJ Tucker on this team, they probably win the games they've lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have those players in Washington. I think that's the difference maker. They're, they're putting look. Tommy Shepard is putting a lot of pressure on Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal to turn kind of not so good players into good players. That's a really difficult thing to do, right? They're asking Isak Bongo to be the stream D guy, Troy Brown to be the stream D guy. Uh, Rui needs to take a massive step. These are really high expectations. They're setting for young players that should be brought along slowly. The Wizards don't have that luxury, right? When you mentioned Covington, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if Denny Abdiya could play behind Robert Covington or if Rui could play behind PJ Tucker. They don't have that luxury. And that puts a lot of pressure on these young players to, 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 to produce on a daily basis. And that's hard. How many young players can do that? I mean, the John Morants, the Zion Williamsons of the world, sure. Wizards don't have that guy. And that's where, that's where things get scary. Because those guys, look, Bradley Beal got triple teamed on Sunday night, and he was passing it to young players who weren't hitting shots. And that's going to happen. Right. He was blitzed all night tonight, too. So let's end this end with this, Anthony. I'm sure you'll be a lot more optimistic than me. What do we have going forward? Let's predict the next. Let's do the next two, just because we have Chicago. The next two. Um, I'm gonna. I mean, I guess I've been op- optimistic all night long. I'm gonna go. They come out of. They come out of their games with Chicago with a two and three record. I think they win the next two against Chicago. Um, ben, like you, you had. You know, you specified. You know, Minnesota, Brooklyn, Philly, Boston, Miami. That's the coming up slate. That'll be. That will be. Their 10-game mark at 10 games. 
Where do you see them? God, I mean, I'll pencil in the two bowls as uh, games as victories just because I think Chicago is abhorrent how, how bad they are. Minnesota is going to be tough because they got a lot of weapons. I think they lose that. Brooklyn, you, that's a wash. I wouldn't even watch. <laughs> that's going to be a. I mean, that's going to be brutal. And then Philly again. I mean, I think Philly they can they can win because they were hyper competitive the first game. Boston, I, I don't see them winning. Maybe, maybe they split Boston and Miami. Going to end up winning maybe three. Three of their next, what did you say, 10? So three and seven is what you got. Yeah, so three of their next 10, this, that puts them at three and seven with three losses. So they're looking at a three and 10 record. Gotcha. So three and, yeah, three and seven starting the season. If that happens, um, how much trouble is Scott Brooks in? That's the thing. I mean, with a condensed season <laughs> uh, and you're losing games and you're looking at what? 14th spot at that point for three and seven, whatever, three and 10. You're yeah. looking at the 13th, 14th spot, man. It's not looking good, Scotty. I mean, some, something's <laughs> got to give. And it's not on, it's not, it's not all on him. I'm not saying it's all on him. Something's got to give. Like you said, it, it, the, the front office is, the coach is the first to go. Whether or not right. it's his fault, he's the first to go. And it's a shortened season and time's a ticking. Right. And we will see all that play out. DC, that's all we got for you tonight. Thanks for tuning in again. Go subscribe to the Lockdown Wizards podcast if you haven't already. Go shoot us a follow on Lockdown Wizards. Go view works or Ben's work on SB Nation, Bullet Forever. He's a great, great writer. Make sure you tune in to the Wizards' fourth game against Chicago Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. They go against Chicago Thursday night at 5 p.m. Um, please continue to have a fun and safe holiday season, DC. We always appreciate you. Ben, you got anything else? At this point, if Robin Lopez hits a three, just just take the whole bottle and chug it. <laughs> take the whole bottle and chug it, and especially if you saw that hook shot tonight from him, right? Oh, right? Exactly. You saw, oh, you, you saw him throw that. That served a couple shots for that, sure. That was a caveman hook shot. Oof. But, yeah, DC, we love you. Thanks for rocking with us. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.